blue skies cool. They seduce us, pulling us irresistibly upwards, reminding us to fly our own line, on our wings, and in life. We are the seekers, adventurers, being one with the air, feeling everything and nothing at once. That's the magic we chase. Follow the call. Find your pure wild flight with NZ Aerosports. Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. Welcome back to the free candy van for another episode of the Lunatic Fringe with Brian Casserly in the free candy van. Today, we've got some pretty fucking rad people. And uh, well, I'm just going to stop right there and basically go for it. So who the fuck are you and what do you guys do? Hi, I'm uh, Kimberly Bailey. And uh, I am Pierre Bjorn Polson. Mm. And uh, we are uh, uh, a married couple working in skydiving, and we call ourselves the, the Traveling Boogie. The Traveling Boogie, and that could be nothing farther from the truth. I love you fucking guys. Awesome <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I've, I've run into you guys all over the place over the last year. I mean, you guys are fucking really well-traveled. I mean, properly well-traveled. But, I mean, how did this all start? Like, what did you do to get into extreme sports and is skydiving the only thing or did it start someplace else uh let's start with you kim uh well i went on my first tandem on my 25th birthday and then didn't do it again for two years and then randomly one day i went with a friend and after that i just (laughs) couldn't stop doing it it was great and i can't imagine you know my life being any different than it is now because of it huh all right, so just the, the random 21st birthday tandem, and now look at you. Jesus. Yeah, here I am four years later. Fuck yeah. And what about you, Per? Uh, I, I, I was just thinking about it now when Kim was answering. Uh, I, I believe I started, I, I noticed those first, well, I noticed wingsuit base jumping, proximity flying, uh, back in, I think, 2008, something like that, 2009. And uh, I, I saw it, and I just I, I said I had to do it. It's uh, I don't believe I'm the only one who has said that. And uh, after seeing those videos, but um, I just uh, went for it, did my 200 jumps, got in a wingsuit, wingsuited a bunch, and uh, base jumped a few times, and then put on a wingsuit and base jump. Jesus Christ! Just like <laughs> I got my I got my bare minimum. Let's do it. <laughs> I, got, I, got my, I got my bare minimum in uh, in base jump before wingsuit base jumping but i think i had well over a thousand wingsuit jump skydiving before even base jumping oh all right yeah. I, I, <laughs> I took that as you got your 200 jumps basically had your sea license was like ah, the second i'm gonna go do some proximity <laughs> flight <laughs> it's definitely not the recommended way of doing it the way i did it uh, i wouldn't recommend it to anyone because i had very limited base experience but uh going uh, terminal uh without a wingsuit on was terrifying to me i do not know how to belly fly even like i i I only did the bare minimum of that and then i was felt very much at home in a wingsuit so it pretty quickly made a lot of sense just to put on that wingsuit 
I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some flack for that, but <laughs> that's just I mean, the way I did it. Everyone's got a different path, and this just happened to be yours, and I think it's pretty fucking rad. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kim, um, do you do you have any specialties that you're into, or is this basically just you know anything that involves free fall? Um, no, I do. I do basically mostly free flying. Um, I've done a couple of wingsuit jumps, a couple of with pair. Uh, I was, uh, I don't know. I think uh, it's a little weird doing wingsuit jumps with him because he's so proficient at it and he also worries about me. So I don't, I don't know. It makes me a little uncomfortable because then I'm thinking that he's not thinking of himself. So hmm. <laughs> well. I've seen him continuing to fly whenever I was having an issue with opening up. So it was, a. Uh, I I think that was the last wingsuit jump that we did together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not so into the wingsuits. I mean, I'm, I, I guess I would be, but for now I like my, uh, my load organizing, my, my solo belly load organizing, which is just awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do a whole lot of belly stuff. I mean, I can, I'm, I'm fine at it, but I don't know. Definitely free flying is, where I am, I can rad. <laughs> I knew they fall into the plane. rabbit. Yeah, campfires too. Yep. Campfires. <laughs> like watercolors bellies. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you guys got into extreme sports. You how'd you guys meet? I know this has got to be a pretty fucking rad story. Well, let me let me start. Let me let me start a bit further back. Is that okay? Whatever you want, man. Oh, I just want to hear all about it. I just want to talk about me. Oh, it just makes sense for me to just say it this way. Uh, that uh, wait, wait, then wait. I got. You have any cocktails available? Or are you guys doing this sober? We got some weed. I guess that that that, that would that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Pass me the weed too. <laughs> um. So uh, I got through a, a friend. I got uh, in in contact or. Yeah, I got in contact with Squirrel, and and they started sending me uh, prototypes, racing prototypes to test, and and I was doing some wingsuit uh, performance competitions too, and um, and through those competitions where I was basically testing out suits, I uh, got into uh, contact with Tony Urgallo of Tony Suits, and uh, we sort of like we we hit it off, and we always uh, hung out and had a good time at these competitions. And then uh, one day, uh, I write him that, uh, hey, uh, do you need help developing wingsuits? Because <laughs> I would like to do that. And uh, he uh, just wrote, ha-ha. And then I didn't hear from him for, I don't think I saw him for like a year and a half, two years, something like that. And um, and then one day, he uh, writes me on Messenger, uh, come build wingsuits, you will not be rich. And, and that was it. And then I, uh, yeah, a pretty short message. I went over here uh, to Florida and uh, and met up with him and and his daughter. And uh, where where were you where were you before that? Copenhagen, Denmark. Mm, hence the beautiful accent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, first day at Tony Suits, I uh, walk in the door and there is Kim working there. Hmm. Now I was married at the time. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, no, it was it. We just started hanging out and and uh, and we became friends. And uh, yeah, there was just no way around it. We were just we we had to be together, so uh, we we made it work that way. 
Well, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I've only known you guys through the boogie circuit, right? Um, I wouldn't call us very acquainted, but we know each other and you guys seem very comfortable together. So, yes, I would have to say that this is a match made in heaven. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a hot-headed dude and a very patient, intelligent lady. That's that's why it works. Well said. I mean, I'm I'm a huge proponent of of not dating within the sport, but then you see um, the, the miracle couples such as yourself, though it works. You know, you're together. You guys thrive together. You build off each other. So kudos, man. I'm I'm happy for for both of you there. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you man. So yeah, we are a legit skydiving couple. Uh, we got married in a plane on the way up. No and, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, plane full of friends, and uh, one of them had a megaphone. That's our buddy Colin. He was the one that he got ordained just to marry us. Yeah, shout out to Colin for that. Shout out to Colin. Welcome to the cloth. I myself am also an ordained minister. I am also an ordained minister. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What about what about you, Brian? I saw you bought a boat. Uh, well, yes. All right. So we're not really, you know, I guess we could talk about me for a second. I did. I did just go buy a boat. Um, but let's let's be let's be proper with this. It's actually a yacht. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and my wife laughs at me. She goes, it's not a fucking yacht. I'm like, technically, it's a yacht. We're going to call it a yacht. And if you don't start calling it a yacht, I'm going to name it yacht. So, um, yeah, <laughs> bought, a, bought a sailboat on a whim. Um, anything with the wind for me is just invigorating, you know, and um Went sailing for the first time July of this year, July 19th, and I just got fucking hooked. So I went out and bought a yacht or a boat um, and sailed her home a few weeks ago. It was like 200 nautical miles home with not one sailing skill. And I did it. And um, (laughs) then I've been uh, (laughs) I've been taking people out, you know, like I had the kids and the family. And yeah, let's see, two weeks ago, my daughter's like, can my friend come? I'm like, yeah, why not? We had 30 knot winds and I nearly capsized the boat like six times. So it was uh it was stressful. And then I went out last Monday and this is the last we're going to talk about the boat, but I went out last <laughs> Monday and I took a fucking selfie on my head sail or my jib while my buddy was driving. Well, sorry, he was taking the photo and he bluffed the sail and I fell off the boat while we were doing like seven knots and he has <laughs> no idea how to drive a boat. I mean, I, I have to say I, I've been boating a long time, but I've never had a sailboat. And I, there I am in the middle of the Hudson River, about a mile and a half from shore in both directions. And uh, the boat, by the time, <laughs> well, it's a whole nother story, but he was holding on. I had to tell him to let go. He had like, a tear in his eye. And then he finally <laughs> let go. And by the time I popped my head out of the water, he had thrown me the life ring and he was 200 yards away and oh screaming. God. And I'm like, fucking turn, turn. And he finally <laughs> turned the boat around. And I had, uh, I had not been drinking, of course. <laughs> so he knew so little about boats that he, he doesn't know, know it has a, a rudder or a steering wheel or something he could grab onto. It, yes, but it's different because you got you got the you have the wind, right? So turning the boat, all of a sudden the sails start doing really scary things, flapping around. You know, no, I'm like, I don't even give a shit about that fucking yeah, sail. I just want to get out of this yeah. water. <laughs> but I made it out. I was in the water for like 20 minutes. He got back to me, and I got out. No life fest, of course, and definitely Stark Solver. So that was a fun, fun, fun time. But yeah, so there's going to be a lot of sailing adventures coming up. I'd like to, uh, I'd actually like to this winter get her completely prepped and then maybe start heading down towards the Caribbean next year um, in stages, of course, you know, take it a couple of hundred miles, dock it, fly home, et cetera. Just keep doing it. So I get it to the Bahamas. We'll see where it goes. You guys are totally welcome to come. 
thank you. That's Are you just welcome. saying that? Because we got it on record. It's <laughs> oh, it's on record for sure. You guys want to come for a leg of that journey? I mean, you're gonna have to bring, bring the pig. Pig's got to come, and we got to get yeah, to the pig. Dude, we took her sailing with Queen yeah. recent. Dude, that was I, one of our. It was one of our last adventures when we were on our way to Alabama, Skydive Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just randomly passed this place and we were going to grab some food and they were running out boats. So we just took Queen and Freddie out on the boat and uh, <laughs> scooted around on the water. It was so great. That's yeah, fucking amazing. We were just uh, with, uh, small pontoon boats with uh, these... Uh, 150 uh, horsepower, four strokes on them. They were great. Queen, so Queen was scared, of course, out of her fucking mind. But she laid down a couple yeah, times, though. Yeah. She did. Aww. Yeah. I don't think she can swim. Do pigs swim? That's a really I good mean, question. Pigs that can swim, but we oh yes, in the Bahamas, there's pigs that swim. Huh. There, there is a, a. I think there was yeah this island where there was once a shipwreck with yeah, pigs it, on board, and these. Pigs out and they've been breeding so now you can go and swim with the pig somewhere it's it's in the bahamas we were going to go to it it was super expensive and uh i guess right before we were going to go a bunch of typical american tourists went out there and fed these pigs all sorts of weird shit and they all died like yeah like half the population died so they they closed the island for a bit but that's in the uh exumas exuma island one of the exuma islands um i'm i'm surprised that they charge you to go to an island that sort of takes away from it yeah, but I, I don't think they actually charge you to go to the island. I think you have to charter the boat to get there and then oh, get yeah. your booze and your food and the typical, you know, tourist stuff. Now, if I get my boat going, I will sail there and it won't cost me a dime except for my time because wind is free. Yeah. <laughs> well, we lured our pig queen into a lake uh, like what is it like a month ago. Or so. mm-hmm. uh, we were out swimming and uh, like with a banana, I could lure her out there and I was holding her her leash. And uh, I was expecting it to be like, <laughs> like the swimming pigs I've seen. I thought maybe she can do this, but she just sank. Yeah, well, I think she they're two different pigs, right? She's a well. Let's reverse. All right, so Queen, let's talk about Queen for a second, because one of the first times I met you, I see this beautiful pig. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go fucking pet that thing. And I've never really played with a pig before, Queen. And um, what a cool creature! So give me the story behind Queen. And Kim, I know that she was yours, right? When you guys met, you already had her. Yep, she was mine. I got her as a gift from uh, my ex for our five-year anniversary. And um, I, yeah, she just, she has been a delight and a torturous all at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> she's a, she's a pot belly. Is it like a Vietnamese pot belly or is it just a typical pot belly pig? Uh, I believe she's a v- Vietnamese pot belly pig. But I didn't really get a whole lot. I wasn't the one that bought her, so I didn't really get a whole lot of information on her before I got her. I guess when a man um, brings you a pig, you just take it and assume it's going to work out. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> kind of a surprise. I would just always send him videos and pictures and stuff. And then, you know, I, I inherited uh, this house that Fair and I live in from my Oma when she passed away in 2016. So I had plenty of space and, you know, for her to roam around and... Yeah, it just kind of worked out. <laughs> Where are you guys based out of? It's uh, Thanota Sassa, Florida. We're about 20 minutes from Skydive City in Zephyr Hills. Oh, very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Nice. So would you consider Z Hills to be your, your base of operations then? I would say, yeah. Yeah. 
that's mostly where I go to jump. I, I my home drop zone was originally Jump Florida, which was in <coughs> Plant City at the time, but they moved out to Lake Wales. So mm-hmm. That's quite the drive. So, you know, why not drive 20 minutes to a, you know, just good enough drop zone? <laughs> Dude, Lake Wales is a, is quite the operation, though. I got to give them that. But I've heard nothing but good things about Z Hills. So you guys are definitely yeah. blessed that you're only 20 minutes from a drop zone. Hell yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Skydive City is uh, a wonderful place. It is like a perpetual boogie from somewhere late November till well into January, I would say. Yeah. And then it starts tapering off. But that whole, you can show up like on a Tuesday and it's, there's like 200 people. That's because everyone from New York goes there for, for jumpcation all winter long. You got yeah, half yeah, the dude, ranch goes down. I mean, you can cross keys. It's like a good time. Dude, we're right. talking Canada. We're talking all of Europe. Yeah. It's uh, like COVID has put a, a, a little break on that whole thing, of course. But up until COVID, uh, people from all over the world, Sea Hills is their winter destination to keep current jumping or work on whatever. Like people show up, usually two to three weeks arrive, of course, the old season people. But Every every week, there's just a replacement of a hundred people, something like that. There's a big flow of people there. Yeah, looking forward to seeing who shows up this year. Oh, I'm gonna have to come visit you guys. Yeah, do that. You yeah, got a place with us. Yeah, we got a guest room. I like guest rooms, but I kind of want to. I like being the little spoon. There, I'd, I'd, I'd rather that. I like being <laughs> little spoon too. Wrestling <laughs> <laughs> match. Mm. Um, so. Let's get back to the boogies, man, and what you guys are doing and how you are just, you're adding so much to the industry and the community. And I got to give you guys kudos for that. So you guys bought yourself a fucking RV, a proper RV, shitters full Clark, and you are just (laughs) driving fucking place to place to place. Tell me a bit about that. Okay. So um, I want to pat myself on the shoulder and say, I came up with, uh, with that idea i'm sure people have thought of it before but in a world with covid we don't know what boogies open or close we collect multiple manufacturers under one roof and go around and have a little uh, gear store to be part of the raffle or whatever is going on to win stuff add a little bit of of extra pizzazz to like any drop zones boogie or not boogie or not because we've also been to places where it has just been the drop zone, you know? Yep. Sure. And then we uh, we promote that something uh, extra is going on. We try to get a hold of a DJ, try to get a hold of a, a couple of organizers. And then it's like a miniature boogie. And it is something that could work, you know, when it's not when it's not lockdown, but when boogies get canceled. We all remember last year. That sucked, oh, right? Dude. All the boogies got canceled. I was booked so for was something like-, like 30 boogies last year, and I only wound up doing like 15. <clears throat> it was it was really sad. It was sad last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only 15. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I like to travel. But um, so this was, this was an idea for for both uh, in in a case where boogies got shut down and there was just the drop zones or if the boogies were still on. It would still work. The original plan was that we were going to, uh, some friends of ours were, were going to join us. So we were going to be three or four vehicles uh, at any given time. But as 
these things often happen. You know, uh, you get a great idea and plan it with friends, and then uh, people sort of bail out. And uh, you know, I also realized that every time we we're talking about this, we were like drinking and hanging out, and then you know. <laughs> You go, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> hey, man, best, <laughs> lads, best, best laid plans. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up being mostly uh, just the two of us. So traveling bookie, yeah, that doesn't really, it wasn't really what we ended up doing. Sorry. But I like the name nonetheless. Yeah. Catch well, me in. I, mean, I will what, make it up. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say there's always the opportunity to grow, you know, next next year during oh, the summer. Yeah. You guys are a blast. And I tell you what, I, I, I will, I'm announcing it here. I will add my van to a couple of your destinations last year, next year, not last year. See the, yeah. the rum's already getting to me and I will, I will tag along, but I have one caveat to that. We have to have a traveling foam pit. <laughs> okay. No worries. We're going to have to add a, a foam pit to this because I, I'm all about the foam and I like to keep clean. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to add that to at least the ones I come to, and I'm gonna go ahead after this, and I'm gonna research uh, renting a foam machine, which will be fun. But um, yeah, so you guys got this giant fucking RV, you got this awesome pig, cool dog, you guys just travel around. Like, tell me where 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 did you go this year? Like, this your first year of the traveling buggy. Where what did you hit? What did you do? Who did you meet? Did you go for a ride in an Amish cart with you know a horse and buggy? Yeah, and... You missed that one, bro. That would have been Pear's dream. Uh, Where were you, dude? I want to say that's one of the main themes. It's meeting Amish people. I, like I've had conversations with well over forty of them. Uh, especially, I've gone for the family dads that are similar age to me, but then they have like thirteen kids. You know? Yeah, dude, it was insane. And, and like, who is this guy who is just the same age as me? We could be the same dude. This guy lives a different life. Uh, that's been I've been very interested in talking to him. Very, very open, very interesting people, the Amish. I, I, um, I thought they were the most amazing people I've ever met. I mean, when I said I'd like to go for a ride in your buggy and he put me in his buggy, I was I was shocked. You know, and then he tried to give me the shirt off his back and the hat off of his head. And I'm like, I can't take this. Your wife probably spent a month making it. You got to keep these things. But what a fun time in Ohio. Oh, my God. Yeah, I agree. I was very, uh, I was very curious about like none of. Did you notice the kids? None of them ride bicycles. They all have these, uh, you know, non-motorized scooters that they, uh, that they like run around on. Did you notice those? I didn't. I saw a few of those. I thought that was rather interesting as well. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere like it's too much technology to put uh, gears on something. I guess. I don't know. So they yeah. they can only use what they make and they can't make bicycles because they don't have the proper tools to make an actual bicycle so they but they can make scooters so that's what that, they make that makes sense i mean but I, i've good. seen some of the stuff these people build and they're quite they're, they're quite good at craftsmanship i'm sure they could figure out how to put something on a lathe and you know cut gears into it and then make some sort of rope chain perhaps i, I don't know <laughs> 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 wooden chains wooden those, chains those, like, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't work those don't work i tell you what was really crazy was on the, the horse and buggy that i went on um at uh, the cleveland skydive center shout out to marcy for throwing a really awesome party and having an amazing drop zone but um they had a speedometer with lights on it and i'm like how is this allowed and he's like uh, uh you know he wasn't quite sure how to explain it to me and then he he let me uh record him and his family and i I wasn't sure if that was allowed, but 
Yeah, you could have, if anyone wants to see that, it's on my Instagram post foot 44. It is like a whole me going for a uh, ride with some Amish people who were awesome. Who <laughs> <laughs> awesome. yeah, wouldn't want to see that? Who wouldn't? Did you see? I think it was Marcy's sister took a bunch of the kids and wives into the sky van because they've never been in an airplane and let them sit down inside the plane. And they were like amazed by the whole thing. So also to anyone listening um, at the Cleveland Skydive Center, there was a boogie this year, Sis Boogie. <clears throat> Obviously, I met up with these two amazing people again um, out of the blue on my way back from Louisiana. But when I got there, there was just all these horses and buggies tied to a tree and like a ton of Amish people in their own section smoking cigarettes like bandits, by the way, and yeah. just watching skydiving like this is their this is their just tv they come out and watch and they're totally welcome and they're a really cool part of the community and it, it was pretty fucking awesome to watch so so we're yeah. talking 100 plus on a weekend day right oh yeah 100 plus amish people and they're there from like not first load but 10 o'clock and then till sunset and they just sit there and eat snacks and just stare at parachutes all day they are like it's I, I've never been to a place with that many spectators. So thank you. Shout out to uh, the Amish community for supporting skydiving. Hell yeah. <laughs> they are our biggest yeah. fans. <laughs> They're all day. Yeah, it's so cool. It is pretty neat to watch. I mean, you got to think about it. Like they don't have TVs and they've never flown and they've never been in a car. And all of a sudden there's these motorized airplane bird things carrying people up and their people are just jumping out of them with these really bright colors. So I imagine you had no entertainment that that must be i mean that's just that's pretty awesome that's i yeah, mean it's awesome for me let alone if i'd never seen anything fly you know well we're we're competing directly entertainment wise with a uh, granddad playing the violin or the fiddle <laughs> uh, on the candlelight so yes. kind of get it <laughs> yeah i love it gotta love it all right so i just totally did that whole like sidebar there so you guys got the van this year, not the van. You got the RV. Yeah, you got it running, and you and I've I've been following you guys for quite some time, and I love all the stuff. Um, but I'm gonna stop there, take over. Where you been? Where okay. you going? Yep. So the the RV was it was uh, originally Intruder and and Aerodyne. Uh, they they wanted to buy it, and then we just ride it around, but. The whole it it was taking too long, so in the end, I just uh, we scraped up the money we had, and then uh, we bought an RV because it's like, well, we might be able to use it in the future anyway, and we needed something. I mean, we're we're van life people. I would say we could do that, but with Queen with the pig, you need the square footage, and uh, and uh, a lot of gear. Of course, we were dragging with us. Um, we bought it four days before. We uh, we had to go, so we didn't test drive it at all, and uh, the engine uh, started failing on the first day immediately. Yeah, we uh, hadn't even made it outside of Florida <laughs> yet, and we we were very close, but uh, we ended up breaking down. No, we stopped, and then it just wouldn't turn back on. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the first day, <laughs> the first day, we stuck for like five hours waiting for AAA. We were like, uh, did we make a mistake here? Oh, no, <laughs> we have no more money. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, that was uh, turned out to be a small thing. However, it has been like full of, of issues throughout the, the, the tour. We've only driven on back roads uh, around uh, this great country, by the way, which is 
very advisable to do. It takes a little while longer, but man, you see everything. Oh, I'm and fucking right with you. Right with yeah, you on that. You meet an abundance of uh, Amish people also. <laughs> all, all out there on the road. Specifically. Yes. Um, so, uh, oh, where was I? Uh, meeting Amish people, taking side roads, which I only yeah. take side roads to Niagara Falls from where I live. And it's it's yeah. utterly gorgeous. But So side roads and meeting people. That's where we were. Yeah. Yep. Um, so um, it was it was bogged down by a ton of different issues, and we spent resources and time in between boogies uh, at first, um, just trying to figure out what it was because it could drive, but it would just not very fast, and uh, sometimes it needed a break. And uh, the the people that we took it to, these were capable mechanics. They they all ended up saying that basically it's a gremlin. I do not know what this is. I can't fix it like here and now. And uh, after a few tries, we sort of just said, okay, we're just going to accept it. And then uh, think of her as a horse. You know, a horse gets tired. It needs to to stop and take a break. It goes at its own pace, more or less, you know, <laughs> which sure. is what this thing has done. And it has served us like great. It, it There's something about, certain conditions like we were like oh we're going to the rocky mountains we're gonna we're gonna get issues driving through through a glacier a national park you know with this engine uh but turns out once it gets up to altitude and 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 when it's in the fresh mountain air it's uh it works at full capacity hmm. so yeah so it's just served us uh, throughout this uh, entire journey uh which has been uh we We've been out in. We focused, of course, a lot uh, on the on the boogies. Are you okay with just messing with the phone here? Mm, yeah, no, I, you're getting texts. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Don't worry about it, man. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, we've been uh, focusing on the on the boogies, of course, but we have prioritized to uh, have fun in between and in the traveling. So we've done that a lot. We've oh, been, fuck yeah, dude. You got to live your life. You got to see yeah, the country. You got to go yeah. out and, and do things together as a married couple. And, and with yeah. a pig and a dog, you got to you gotta get them walked. You know, None of us has ever seen like uh, America, you know, whatever is out there, uh, really. And it's fast. Um, it's very fast. Yes. Yes. So Montana and uh, Wyoming and Idaho and Colorado, uh, out those places, uh, we, we have spent a lot of time traveling out there this summer. And that has been, dude, that, that is just amazing places, completely untouched country. Yeah. Uh, which is, <laughs> it doesn't align that there's so much of it, uh, in the United States of America, but, uh, it is, it's a vast, big, beautiful country. It's a hidden secret. So it's, it's a fucking gem, dude. Uh, how yeah. many miles did you guys put on that beast this year? 18,000. 18 fucking thousand miles in a year of 45 miles an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God. All right. But you know what? After this, we should talk because you're saying it works at altitude, full power, yep. but not at sea level. No, there's something about it gets to running temperature. Yeah. To anyone out there listening now, if you're a mechanic, <laughs> you can just hit me up on uh, social media and uh, give me some pointers. All right, but here's so, another question. Is it diesel or gas? Yes. 
It's gas. It's a, gas. Right. It's a 454 I got you direct covered. injection from uh, Chevrolet, uh, 1998. It goes to running temperature. Now, it doesn't overheat or anything like that, but from that moment, it gets <clears> up to running temperature. It slowly starts bogging down, and that means it'll go to fewer and fewer RPM. And if I push the gas pedal too hard, it sort of just uh, it 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 skips. It doesn't even uh, uh, there, there's no. It'll stall out if you hold it down for too long and yeah, it doesn't want to go. Yeah, so, backfire uh, too. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta ask: Have you had a compression test done on all the cylinders? No. All right. So what's happening is as you get up to running temperature, metal expands and your rings are probably how many miles are on it? Uh, now it is, uh, 61,000. Uh, so that's not, that's not enough miles for what I'm thinking, but uh, it, potentially what's happening is, is as your motor heats up, it expands, um, certain metals won't expand as fast as others. So perhaps you are getting some blow by, um, at that point in time. And then when you're at cooler altitudes, um, with leaner air, things are more constricted, um, yeah. And you're getting more power. So I have a feeling that you need to have your cylinders honed and it's not that crazy of a job, but I'm going to put you in touch with a mechanic and you're going to get, he's also like my best friend in the world and you can talk to him and he will walk you through what he thinks needs done. And next time you are in this area, I will make sure he takes care of you and does it for you. All right, cool, man. Cause uh, that's, I've been looking for, uh, you know, on the road, it's very easy to find $130 an hour mechanic, you know, Sure. That's <laughs> the <laughs> uh, same as boating, man. <laughs> big, bigger project. I need something that, that's viable. Sure. Yeah. yeah so thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, we definitely uh, we've been debating whether it was a, a sell her or uh, a keep her and fix her upper. And uh, after this trip, we both agree it's uh, we're gonna fix her up. Uh, we we mm. fell in love with this RB. You know. Fuck it. Did you always keep it? Like, did my the 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 boat I bought? Um, there wasn't a, a goddamn issue with it but I motor sailed the entire way home. And by the time I got home, I realized that she's leaking oil. And then when I looked at the engine, uh, you know, 1985 universal M25 <clears throat> that the previous owner took the anti-siphon valve off of and just let seawater splash onto it for, I don't know, 85 such, so uh, it's 36 years old. Uh, she's not serviceable anymore. So guess who's pulling an engine out this year? Just oh. to change bolts. No, I'm excited about it, actually. It's going to be my boat. I'm going to do what I got to do to make it my boat the same way you're going to do what you got to do to make your RV your home and your RV. You're going to put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah, oh, except yeah. Uh, yours is a boat, so it's going to be around four times as expensive. Anything. And not if you do it yourself and you know enough people. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, I feel like Pear's blood, sweat, and tears is already in that thing. He's done so much to get us from point A to point B. Oh, yeah, my gosh. So if what you want to do is you buy the cheapest old piece of shit you can get your hands on. That way, you learn how to fix stuff, like, in no time. <laughs> I have learned a lot about fixing stuff. Man, I, so much stuff we've done to it. Yeah, I'm a DIY <laughs> kind of guy. I love that shit. I love that. I also, when we get off this, I'll talk to you about something else that I have that I used to use in a lot of my diesel motors. Um, I've rebuilt a few, but I, I used to get blow by and I had a, I've, we'll talk after, but I got a whole nother little additive that you can use that has a lot of zinc in it that will potentially fix that blow by issue for you. So, all right. 
Yeah. Um, we'll see. So, um, how much are we supposed to talk about skydiving? Like, uh, we, we barely uh, talked about it. Do people even, do they chime in here to listen to skydiving <laughs> about random shit? Our audience, our audience wants to know about us. This is, you got to imagine we are, and, you know, Dean told me the best. We are now at a boogie. And the boogie has settled down, and it's me, you, and your beautiful wife sitting by the fire having a beer. And we're talking about our community, our lifestyles, and everything else under the sun. We want to know about you guys. Not, not a, Everyone knows about skydiving. You jump out of a fucking plane, you pull on your fucking... Uh, yeah, it's fun. Everyone likes uh, most aspects of it. I mean, uh, it's isn't it the same conversation that repeats itself if you get too too much into skydiving? Really? Yeah, man, it's all repeated. But look, what are we talking about right now? We're talking about skydiving and everything that goes with it. You bought an RV to go fucking skydive and travel around and make people smile, and I think that's pretty epic of what you two have done. I mean, you guys bought an RV to go to boogies or to go to drop zones where there are no boogies and bring that sort of levitivity to that drop zone and that's all about skydiving so really we've only been talking about skydiving right yeah, yeah fuck yeah man so all right but let's get back to this Eighteen thousand miles of traveling this year and how yes. many boogies at while i eat a tums mm. oh how many boogies i would ha- have to count oh my gosh you can just say a number this is show know, business maybe 15 <laughs> or 15 <laughs> it's hollywood magic baby mm-hmm. 15 well, boogies yeah uh yeah we've 15 been gone, places we've been gone for three months and almost every weekend besides one weekend there was a boogie that we went to however many that is. what did you guys sit <laughs> out in wyoming and colorado like when you were out like northwest or midwest we actually took a couple of weeks off uh <laughs> there was a, some what was it that was uh, canceled somewhere where with travis right was that it? Oh, uh, yeah. We were supposed to go to Midwest, and uh, that we ended up driving down through Wyoming and Idaho and to Colorado from after we left uh, Lost Prairie at Meadow Peak in yeah. Montana. We met this dude at uh, at at Lost Prairie, which is hey, shout out to Lost Prairie Boogie. Everyone should go to that boogie. I've heard I love a lot of places. That drop zone is so legit, and that is the oldest running boogie okay. in in uh, in North America or in America. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the world. It's this was number fifty four, uh, in a row. The fifty fourth annual boogie. That's in fucking insane. Yes, and there is no reception out yeah, there. Yeah, if you go there, bring walkie talkies. <laughs> well, yeah. you know I'm in communications. I've got I've got a way to always talk to somebody and send my texts. It's very important. It is, it's it's mind blowingly beautiful out there. It's right next to I think it's an hour away from Glacier National Park, something like that. The drop zone. It's in a valley. Um, no reception. The good thing about that is, of course, you're an, an older gentleman like myself. You remember a time before social media and uh, before uh, smartphones. The good old days. Just, yes, there is. People go through, I think, two days of uh, anxiety because they can't get a hold of anybody. And then the next eight days, uh, the remaining time of the boogie, they just engage with each other more. You walk around and you don't stare at your phone, which means you start talking to people. And uh, it's it's glorious, dude. Uh, so that that is a place I can recommend for everyone to go. 
I, I love when I can just shut my phone off. And now I can't because of all the things that I do that I, I absolutely need it. Um, but <clears throat> when Facebook went down yet, was it two days ago? Oh my God, it was heaven. I didn't even notice. Honestly, I didn't even <laughs> notice till the end of the day. <laughs> it was it was it was like the best day I've had in like two years. I almost if I could, I would just delete them all, but I, it would be so bad. No one would ever hear from me again. It'd be so sad. Um so yeah. But it's it's wonderful. That's one of the things I actually like about sailing is, is when, <laughs> if my wife was down here right now, she'd be like, fucking him and his phone. Every time I get on the sailboat and I try to take a selfie, I almost kill us. So now I don't even touch it anymore <laughs> because it's been so bad. But, you know, that's that's one of the things I really like about it is no phone. Because if I touch the phone, we're going to heal too much or I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know the terms yet. So I'm not a sailor, people. I'm gonna. I'm going to fucking be a sailor, but I'm not. Starboard. Star. Starboard. Star, starboard. <laughs> starboard. <laughs> starboard. Shitter's full. Some lingo in here. I'm trying to make him look good. <clears throat> she sure is. You are Clark. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, something else we've been doing is that we've been uh, as sort of. I don't fuck. I don't know why we did it. I think we we started doing some video to do some promotional stuff for the uh the traveling boogie and our sponsors the manufacturers oh, i was going to bring yeah. that up i was going to bring that up in just a second actually so i'm glad that you did yeah um we were supposed to record something but you got nervous and we didn't do it what happened there did i get nervous i think your exact words were i'm gonna go have a drink and eat some dinner and then my uh, everyone here knows my my eczema was just so bad i literally got in the car and drove home but um yeah, and then we were thinking about doing it in Cleveland when I wound up just showing up randomly. But you guys disappeared that night, so I'm not quite sure what happened. But we need yeah. to do it. We couldn't. Uh, I think. Well, it's. Uh, hey, hi, Marcy. Uh, Marcy and 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 Logan's drop zone. Uh, they are not allowed to to have uh, people staying there at night. So we would like drive off in the motorhome uh, pretty pretty early with the animals and just uh, uh. go to sleep. Starting, you know, you start to get fucked up at a boogie at night, and then we can't drive the RV around. So, yeah. But hopefully, uh, I am uh, praying and hoping for uh, Marcy and Logan that that they get their uh, permissions from the from the town to uh, to have people staying at the drop zone again, because that is really that is urgently needed at boogies. They're the good, they're going to get just crash. You know, you look out there in the town they are. There's they are the commerce. They are bringing in people from all over the area. They are generating a ton of revenue. The town has to give it to them eventually. Um, it's just a matter of getting through the red tape and the bureaucracy. But if you look at that area, I mean, the only commerce that's really happening is them. I mean, I'm not going to visit that area, period, unless I'm going there to go skydive. So now you've got people from New York, Florida, California, Um you know, every corner of the country is coming there in the world. I mean, people are going there because she has a fun, safe drop zone with some cool shit at it. So they're going to grow. Yeah. It's going to happen. Really, uh, they've stepped it up this year. They got the king air. You know, they've, <clears> they've gone from uh, that's what I would call, you know, a small drop zone. It's a small Cessna. As soon as you step up to a caravan or something like that. Well, it was a Kod- Kodiak, right? Size. A Kodiak. Yes, sir. Sorry. It's a Kodiak. Yeah. Um. So they've they've really uh, become a bigger drop zone this year. Amazing spot. I, I had a blast. I mean, there's a, I've been to same as you guys. I've been to so many fucking drop zones that they all become a blur. Matter of fact, 
the day before I met up with you guys, I went, <laughs> I went to Mike Mullen's place. So was that? Uh, it's West Tennessee. Then I drove to Skydive Tennessee, and the next day I drove up to you guys. Three drop zones in 24 hours. That's wow. crazy. Well, that's a lot of driving, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. I'm, 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 I hate to drive, but I'm blessed with. I don't want to say it like that because it sounds terrible, but I do all the disaster recovery across the country. And yeah. one of the reasons I'm able to see all these drop zones is because I, I drive to them. Right. So I might bring a, a $50 million satellite asset someplace and work there through the storm, you know, in the fucking swamp through all the bullshit, you know, just, and, and it is, and to be honest with you, I would do it for free because every time we light up, um, communications you see 911 go crazy and you know that you're actually saving lives by doing what we do but the the caveat to it is at the end if i'm driving home without that asset or even with it i can stop at drop zone so i actually pick my route and even if it's a little bit longer but i'm not you know being that greedy guy i don't i don't charge for it and i just take a little bit longer maybe spend a, an afternoon somewhere I can see these things and I'm, I'm blessed in that aspect, but at the same time you feel horrible because a lot of people have just lost everything. So it sort of sucks, but I do get to see the country and I get to see a lot of drop zones. Um, I generally don't jump when I'm doing what I do though. So it is what it is. Like I won't even bring gear with me. I'd rather just, just I focus on what I'm doing. Same way you guys are focusing on the boogies when I'm um, deployed, whether I'm driving from here to California for a wildfire I'll never stop on the way. It's only on the way back. But that day sucked. That was a lot of driving. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get there because Mr. Kraft needed me to party with him. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, Speaking of, of driving, uh, I'm not much of a driver. Like when it comes to long distance in a car, three hours and then, you know, my, my eyes are hanging down on my cheeks and I'm just, I'm just done. Uh, in an RV when, you know, going slow and, and, uh, these class a, you know, those that don't have the cap on top, but have the big greenhouse windows, sure. you know, those, yeah, yeah. The, the one we have, uh, the view is just, you see so much when you're driving that, uh, I, I can go on for 10 hours. Well, I, with a few Red Bulls, of course, but I can just <laughs> keep going. Uh, it's a different thing. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Uh, well, you up. also got those really comfy seats, you know, like, and it's yeah. not like you're in a car, you're in your home. So it's like being on the couch watching a movie, except the movie is now America. And yeah. that's pretty goddamn awesome. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. So what, else? what was your, uh, well, it's hard to say that because I hate when people ask me this question, but your favorite boogie this year. Oh man, I gotta say, I think Cross Keys. I, we got rained out, but the people there were so magical and just, it's such a beautiful, you know, such a beautiful crowd and nice place to be. I really like the drop zone and yeah. I really can't wait to go back and actually get to jump there. Yeah, but holy shit, we got rained out. So we arrived on Friday, I believe, mm -hmm. and it's just been raining cats and dogs for days already. Everything's soaked. Everyone left. Only people left are the organizers, packers, and, well, the staff. So there's like maybe 15, 20 people at the entire drop zone. And you had a the, party. The forecast is just rain, 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 which held up. They were right. <laughs> and we just had a party. 
We had a party, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Cro- was- Cross Keys is a fucking magical, magical spot. I love it. Yeah. I love it. First time there, and I honestly, I don't think it could have been any better. It was yeah. so awesome. What Dude, boogie I- was it? It was... Um, Fourth of July, or...? No, it was after that. Shoot. Uh, uh, Fiesta Boogie. Fiesta. To assist Boogie, but unfortunately, yeah, we didn't really get to do any jumping. <laughs> I was uh, I was high on mushrooms one night, and uh, there was a, there's a pond in the middle of the, the drop zone. I know it well. And, uh, and we were like parked right next to it, and I was like, ah, I have a fishing pole. I should go fishing. <laughs> so, uh, I, go, I go fishing. <laughs> uh set up uh everything the bait out there and uh then i just forget about it an hour later or so i'm like oh oh shit my fishing rod and i go down to the to the pond and start reeling in and then bam there's a fish on nice I'm like, yeah a fish and then i'm like oh i'm high on mushrooms so i wait uh, and now I'm supposed to grab the fish out of the water and take the, I'm not like an expert, <laughs> fish, take the hook out of it, my, its mouth, potentially kill it. And I'm like, oh, I got to get away from this situation. What do I do? And as I'm thinking that, John Javorski walks up next to me and God. says, What's up, bro? And I go, hey, nothing, hold this. And then I just walk away. <laughs> right here, I'm like, excited at first. Like I hear him go like, yeah, there's a fish on it. And then fish. I hear him go Hey, hey, wait, there's a fish. There's a fish. And I just, I just see ya. He didn't yeah. take Queen needed to go for a walk. <laughs> so <clears throat> my first experience at Cross Keys. And by the way, Dean, who runs this podcast, who I am doing a few for him here and there, uh, used to be a TI there uh, back during the heyday when that was the busiest fucking drop zone in, in the country. But um, I go to the Freeze Fest a few years ago knew nobody it was still like brand new at starting post foot I, I, I wound up getting there i knew probably like 20 people but um had a blast be hard for you to be such an introvert and going to places where you only meet 20 people that you know yeah, okay continue. such an introvert this guy right here <laughs> but uh so i go there i had a fucking blast man and people were so welcoming i met the owners they're amazing and um at the end of the evening i, I don't you know me typically i'm like you said i'm such a, an introvert that i'm nearly in bed but I happen to be hanging out in the hangar and I'm on one of those balance boards and I fell off the balance board and really got hurt, knocked the wind out of myself. And some, some nice woman picked me up and she like embraced me. And I had a tear in my eye cause I was so hurt. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. So I get to my Dodge Ram that happened to be in a parking lot, excuse me, with my little Honda generator and heater and I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning with the worst fucking hangover I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, all right, I need to take a BC powder. Now you guys live in Florida. So you know what a BC powder is, but nobody else generally does. It basically looks like heroin. (laughs) Oh my God. It's, it's basically aspirin crushed up. It looks like cocaine or heroin and and wax paper. And you get nervous carrying them in your wallet. Like you've got to keep the card (laughs) with it. It says BC. So I take my BC powder. I hold it down because it tastes like assholes. And I'm like, ah, good. All right. I got to pee and I'm peeing. And I'm like, why am I peeing fucking bright red blood? And I get in the car and I drive home and I'm leaving for like the Caribbean in like two days. And I, I wound up bruising my kidneys and I, I, I was peeing blood for like a week. It was fucked up, but what a great time. Yeah. They know how to party up there. Yeah. No, I had, I had a fucking blast at that. Party, party, party till you piss blood, bro. Yeah. I pissed blood. Oh my goodness. Did I piss blood? But yeah, that was a 
fucking shout out to cross keys man you guys do a great thing i mean they're they're amazing did you guys make it to sussex at all this year or no no we no. did not oh we're gonna have to remedy that how about shenandoah i know not what none of those places are oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk offline uh <laughs> did you make it to mike Matthews' places in virginia no so, we, no we can tell you where we went instead yes, of you yes. every place on the planet. All right, let's do the list. Give me the list of where we went. Okay, Kim. Oh, me, okay. <laughs> I don't Come remember. On, Kim. We need to know, Kim. We started off in Alabama. Um, it was just a normal weekend. There was no boogie or anything. Fed Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was yeah. Fed Friday. Fed, uh, shout out to uh, Alfredo Neglect. DJ Alfredo, DJ Neglect. Is Wait, isn't it Fat Tuesday? No. No, Fat Fridays. My apologies. We just went back to Alabama last weekend and there wasn't anything going on last weekend. So Okay. Um, but so we started off in Alabama and then we went up to um Chicagoland for the fourth of July. And then after that we headed over to was it the falls afterwards? We went to uh Falls Fest. Did meet you guys in Falls Fest. Yes, I was there. Yeah, that's where you bailed, right? That's where you got where you were sick. Yeah, this fucking condition sucks. Um, we stopped in Cleveland twice. So we, uh, yeah, and we went to, um, like we said, to uh, Montana for uh, Lost Prairie and Meadow Peak. And oh my gosh, where the heck else? Uh, South Carolina. Or, yeah, South Carolina to uh, Skydive Carolina. That was just a regular weekend. We tried to kind of put something together and get some organizers out there. Um, I heard they're not going to be doing Carolina Fest ever again. Um, well, it's uh, right now. Ever. Right now, we were just there, and uh, you, you can't stay. I mean, you can you can park in the woods across the across the road to anyone who knows the drop zone, uh, but Anything on the same side of the road as the runway uh, is airport property. And they say no alcohol, no camping, uh, being very Mormon about the whole thing. Uh, I, but, would, I, I would say so. No alcohol. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> alcohol in the drop zone. So we just had to smoke a bunch of weed instead. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I brought heroin. <laughs> you know, I, I talked to, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the owner up there. Okay. Jorge, yeah. And uh, as with so many other things, it's a negotiation. So you never know, man. They might be up and, and doing that at uh, uh, next year. But uh, jump-wise, they're crushing it, dude. Well, you just show up on a, on a Saturday there, mm-hmm. and it, it's like a boogie. Yeah. Just on a so, regular day. It's full uh, of people jumping. So, I'm going to so release much. a little bit of information here because it potentially might not be. I am working with another drop zone to put on something very similar during those similar dates in another drop zone. And I will let you guys know first before I announce it, but it is a a very, very large possibility that we will next year be throwing a gigantic boogie somewhere in the Carolinas. Are you you always this secretive with the audience? I feel like this is like the third time uh, we have stuff that we're talking about after the podcast. Yeah, because it's not set yet, and I don't want to get anyone fucking excited. But once I have the goddamn rights to it, I will let you know, and I will let everyone know. But I would love for you guys to be there uh, because you're fucking awesome. 
Yeah, yeah basically. Dude, basically because you're awesome. And so handsome. <laughs> you're so Fucking sweet. mustache. <laughs> I know, man, you too. But, um, um, yeah, um, we met, oh, um, at Lost Prairie. I, uh, I interrupted myself earlier. I think I got away from it. Uh, we met this dude there, Ryan. He's, he's an interesting dude. Yeah. Ryan he, uh, with the camper, the camper truck. I don't know. No, he was on a motorcycle. Yeah. He owned like a hot spring. Um, what is it? A hot spring place hotel. Uh, resort. Resort. In Lolo. Hmm. Yeah, in Lolo. Um, and um, in that resort, uh, he lives in his house, which is, uh, it used to be a brothel. It's this beautiful mansion, I would almost call it, out in the in the mountains there. Uh, it used to be a brothel. I don't know if you know that movie, uh, My Own Private Idaho. It's with Brad Pitt, um, where it's about fishing trout. I think in Idaho, uh, um, Brad, Brad Pitt's Pitt. character. I believe it's Brad Pitt's character. He dies. This is based on real events. He dies. Uh, it's gunned down. I, I seem to remember in. It's, good. In it's called the river powerful. runs through it, and it takes place in Wyoming on a little bighorn. Yeah, great yeah. movie. <clears throat> but yeah. this is this is the the real the real Brad Pitt <laughs> character. This is yeah. He died uh, in a brothel, and that is that very building that this guy Ryan now resides. No fucking way. Uh, you could see like where the girls used to present themselves. Uh, it's like a big, huge living room when you get inside, hmm. uh, and you can like there's a stage for the girls where they put a kitchen now. But like you can see all these things. Uh, there's a hot spring in the backyard, dude. This guy. This guy was, uh, he was like in skydiving, you meet these crazy ballers sometime, right? Sometimes. And and this guy was one of them. Yeah. Like he hooked us up with a brand new Triumph motorcycle to go uh, uh, rip it up in the mountains, me and Kim. And oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it took us to all these uh, natural hot springs that he just sort of, sort of owns. Skydivers are so fucking rad, dude. We're, we're yeah. just such a cool community of people. Like, I don't know you, but uh, you know. By the way, here's my ATM card, my car, and my bed. You know, like yeah. that—that's what 99% of all skydivers are like. Like, oh, you skydive? Fucking a! I know you're not going to rob me. Here, if you need a couple bucks, just here's my ATM, my pen, here's my house, here's the keys, here's my car. Like, uh, we're such fucking rad people. I I agree. It's a it's a better version of the real world in yes. that all in that regard in, in so many ways. I almost feel uh, as if we're we're you know just all heavily laced up on acid living uh, have you ever seen that movie uh seeking a friend for the end of the world yeah oh uh, yeah i think so I yeah so. they wind up in an applebee's and there's the dude and he's just like we're not gonna quit we're just here to make sure everyone's happy and yay i just feel <laughs> like that's us like oh we're gonna take some ecstasy and just smile you know like that that's uh, fucking a man we're so lucky really we are the luckiest people on the we're God's chosen people. We fly. We jump from planes. Nah, we, that's another group of people, bro. No, no, it's it's not. I I might be married to one of them, but we are God's chosen people. We treat each other with respect. We party, and and ninety five percent of us are totally just welcoming and don't care about your skill set we just want to party and know you and 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 vibe off of each other and then you got that other five percent which you know whatever but you know like it is what it is and and <laughs> you guys are not in the five percent you are definitely the 95 percent 
you know, you were just rad people. Um, yeah. What else about Ryan? Oh yeah, he this dude didn't have a my bad. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm, just, I'm just picking up whenever there's like a, a silence. We don't want dead air. We don't want dead air. That's my fault because I'm heavy yeah. into the rum, dude. I'm looking at the bottle, going, "Oh my god, tomorrow's gonna suck." But you know, <laughs> uh, oh, this dude that didn't even have a skydiving license. He usually just rents a Cessna and and takes the door off. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but that, like yo, I've met I've met other people like that pair. Yeah. yeah, he's got friends that have uh, Cessnas, and uh, yeah, yeah, they, these are these are the pe- people that are to be treasured. These wild, wild people. He used to be uh, a bounty hunter. Also, <laughs> stunt double. Oh yeah, or a stunt man. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. He's definitely got the coolest stories I think I've ever listened to. He's like the yeah. once upon a time in Hollywood. Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I, I met a. a bunch of people like that in alaska um and then i heard the story from the dzo or like they showed up and he's like you don't have a license he's like no we've been we bought this off ebay we've been jumping out of our cessna it's like wait you need a license <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> all um, right i got so I, go ahead so many awesome people uh we've met that's uh that's another thing I do. We, 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 we keep circling back to this topic about skydivers being uh, great people, but uh, just running into people and immediately start just hanging out. No, there's no introduction to anything, really. You can just immediately start hanging out and talking to people. That's, uh, that's my favorite thing about going going around there, just bumping into people all the time. We're, we're all um, very like-minded, I think. No. Like we know no how's politics. Your, how's, your, uh, how's your how's your name database? Do you oh. struggle remembering names? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> My name database is fucked, man. That CD's got a scratch on it. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it's <laughs> like like I think humans, uh, when it comes to like the hardwiring level of the brain. We are not meant to know that many people. There's something like skydiving. We, we, we've been living uh, here in, in Sefer Hills at Skydive and hanging out at Skydive City for a couple of years. And that's what really ruined it. That those thousands of people that go through in a season and suddenly people that you've known for a couple of years and speak to once a week. I'm struggling to remember the name of this person. Well, you know, good, good. something going on. Uh, where it breaks down that database, I think. I think that's a common thing in skydiving. Yeah, I hope so because I I sort of feel like I have early onset Alzheimer's um, with it. Like it's embarrassing. You know, it's really fucked up. Is that Doctor Oz emailed me the other day asking me to be on his show? He's like, "Hey, you got the foggy brain?" I'm like, "Always." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be like, "Yeah," because I've been on prednisone for fucking the last six months, and I don't even know what I fucking did the night before. Um, but yeah, that I think everybody, yeah, everyone having... uh, who was uh, wondering, he uh, eats uh, Brian here eats medication because he has full blown AIDS. <laughs> I got paperwork to prove I don't, <laughs> but yeah, no, I have uh, everyone, I think people know, but I have I have uh, dyshydroxic eczema, which has almost cost me two limbs at this point in time. And I'm on tons of steroids. And if you mix steroids and alcohol, and I love my alcohol, um, can't remember anything. So it fucking sucks. I mean, 
I think I tell Dean every time I send him one of these, I have no recollection of recording this. Can you please listen to it first? But this one, I think I'm going to remember because I, I mean, I'm getting to the point where I'm looking at the bottle going, oh, dear Lord. But we're, I, we're you sound pretty lucid. Well, that's the problem with a functioning alcoholic, isn't it? We're very yeah. lucid. <laughs> we're very yeah. lucid. All right. Pear, I love you to death, but I need to hear more from Kim because we are coming to the top of the hour. So, <laughs> oh, for this portion, Kim, mm-hmm. I want to know what you think 2022 is going to bring to the sport. Do you think it's the year of the boogie? Do you think it's the year of the student? Do you think it's the year of the innovation of gear? Or do you think that Brian might wind up naked on a sailboat? Uh, well, definitely Brian naked on a sailboat. Gonna happen. Yeah, like that's there's no question there. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a great question just because I, I mean, right before we left for the trip, I was very, I felt like, I feel like I was a lot more involved in the skydiving community because I was working at Tony suits, you know, and, um, but I, I don't really know if it's like, uh, the year, I mean, squirrel, you know, always puts out new stuff and I'm hoping, you know, that a lot of other companies do too, because who doesn't like, new gear but uh i gotta say i think there is going to be uh a lot more students i I see a lot more people coming into the sport and i'm really hoping that a lot of those are going to be girls it would be a lot it would be really nice to see a lot more girls on the drop zone i've noticed it over the last couple of months uh you know before we left z hills um so that'll be i'm looking forward to that i think I hope there's a lot more females in the sport as you guys, you guys know about my daughter, right? Yes. So for, for me, like having really powerful, strong women in this sport means more to me than anything, because I mean, as any parent wants, they want to leave a legacy for their children. So if I can ever help with sis stuff, you know, you just, you just ask, but I need to know that women are, are going to, at least become a popular half of the sport. I know there's a lot of women who say that, you know, you guys are the quarter, yada, yada. I disagree. I think that women in the sport are so important and so powerful and doing such amazing things. I mean, look at like, I could, I could name so many, uh, including yourself. So it's important that that, that happens. And I think you're right. I think a lot of um, women are coming into this sport and are coming in hard and, just doing such impressive shit. And I hope it continues to grow. So that way, when my daughter starts in another two years, um, I, it's, you know, it's <laughs> fucking scary. Cause I know the boys on the drop zone too. And I thank yeah, God. I have the tattoos. Why would you oh. want her to start in skydiving? Dude, she is going to get banged. Why would you say? Oh. Honest. No, listen. Have her listen. start in a more girl dominant sport. I wouldn't Any, allow my you know, these animals. She she's fucking she's like a varsity. She's first of all, just started high school. She's already varsity lacrosse and varsity field hockey. So I mean she's got that fucking toughness to her. But dude, anything a boy tries to do with my daughter on a drop zone, I'm just gonna go ahead and do with his mother. You know, that's just how it's gonna happen. So that's the power that I'm gonna bring to it for her. Is you fuck with my daughter, I'm fucking your mother. That's the end of it. And uh I'm gonna stick to it. And but I, I mean I just I feel like the, you know. 
for me, I don't see gender in the sport. I don't see race, color, creed. I don't give a shit. You're just a skydiver. You fall from a plane. And I hope that that can continue to grow with other people other than myself. And, you know, people with women like you, Kim, um, I think if we can continue to grow that cis support system, um, the sport's going to be in great shape, you know? So yeah, kudos, keep fucking do it. Just help with it. Getting more involved. Help those girls, man. Be a, a mentor to my daughter in two years when we get her. Absolutely. Her I would be happy to skydive with her. Yeah. And just remember any boy that fucks with her, you tell me who he is so I can go ahead and fuck his mother. That's it. Well, I mean, I'll have already taken care of him by then. <laughs> <laughs> this is a topic at dinner, by the way. When I look at my daughter going, anything you do with a boy, I'm doing with his mom. Well, he has two dads. I'm like, hey, I ain't gay, but 20 is 20. I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> You got two dads. I'm fucking one of your fathers. It's just going to happen. Don't fuck with my daughter. <laughs> hey, I'm Deadpool. Uh, um. All right, so we're going to close this up real soon. So I want to know in the next three minutes what you guys' plans are for 2022 or the 2020-21. Oh, my God, the rum uh, winner. And uh, let's start with that. And then I'd love to know how people can contact you and the goddamn traveling buggy with a pig and a beautiful pup. Um. Okay, so I will give everyone who is uh, uh, newer to the world of skydiving a piece of advice. Uh, uh, don't work in skydiving if you want to get rich. <laughs> Just like Tony <laughs> told me, that is true. Uh, so what me and Kim will be doing, we'll be focusing on uh, making some green because we want to be able to travel a whole lot. So uh, we're going to be working a little bit outside of skydiving uh starting up uh, our own little uh, uh, business now and uh then we're gonna make some money and then uh then we'll uh, we'll see what uh, what's going on when we reach march april something like that yeah so uh that's that's the the plan for now and uh, what was it you said what was it you said that we also had to mention oh my god it's the weed the weed has made me forget the uh, weed the weed will yeah. do that <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, what I say? I said, what's up for 2022? Where are you guys headed? Um, so, th- yeah, that's it. Uh, we haven't made any plans beyond no that schedules. I like no, no schedules. schedules. It's like Anthony Bourdain and no reservations. Next year, they are going to be fucking everywhere, guys. If you are on the East Coast or apparently the West Coast or the Midwest, <laughs> you guys can plan on meeting up with these two beautiful people and the traveling buggy. I hope that we can uh, connect and I will tell you my schedule because I do a lot of stuff in Texas. I do a lot of stuff in Arizona and I do a lot of stuff in Florida. I do a lot of stuff all the way up the Eastern seaboard. And I'd love to have you guys at more of that. We're also going to be doing some pussfoot stuff, whether I don't think it's going to happen this year because now we got Delta and Lambert or whatever the hell it is variant. And um, unfortunately I can't get vaccinated yet due to the uh, steroid use. <laughs> Um, so I got to be very careful with all of that. And I'm not sure if I'm going to throw a boogie, but I would love to just join you guys on the East coast next year and, and help you out. Plus you're going to start your YouTube channel. And let me just tell you something that there's not many people with a skydive YouTube channel, it's the same way that I today started a sailing YouTube channel. Um, 
So you gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta follow the traveling boogie when they start posting their YouTube stuff. And when is that happening? Ladies? Oh, we've, we've uh, started uh, with some videos. So it's mostly I, on his personal, uh, his personal page. So. Yeah. I oh, want to no. say if you're uh, into, uh, people that do skydiving and not just skydiving videos because we don't really show anything from the air uh that is i i think for us that is not uh that interesting there's uh so many videos where you can see people jumping and so people want to see about... that they want to see the sport they want to see what it's really about skydiving is only 10 when you're falling from a plane right how much is the percentage is that of skydiving 10 8 you're in the air for a minute out of the entire day. You take uh, travel and uh, and uh, all that stuff uh, in between, then we are less than one percent. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if you take out you take out the travel, just take out just let's put in the drop zone, the event. Yeah. What we're all about. You're probably right. It, it, it's probably well. If we take out travel, I'm telling you, it's like five to eight yeah. percent of the time is spent up in the air. The rest of the community is spent on the ground, just yeah. being us. Also, so, if you're re- if you're really into uh, pigs, then uh, our <laughs> channel would also be interesting. It's 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 interesting. All right. So how do they? Fo- All right. You're on the your personal page. You just uh, go on whatever. Uh, go to uh, any social media. Not any. So we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram, and it's easy. Just the traveling. Are there movie. others? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, TikTok, Twitter. Anyway, so, (laughs) um, so yeah, our our handle is the Traveling Boogie. You can search us on Facebook or Instagram, and hopefully, we can actually make a the Traveling Boogie YouTube channel rather than Mm. you know just putting it on pairs. Yeah. But once they have, once they have their YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen, I will announce it no matter who I am uh interviewing and i will tell you how to go follow them and then they are also because i'm telling them now going to start a patreon so they can keep this up because this is so important to our sport you donate a dollar you donate two who gives a shit just keep them traveling because they're making it fun for everybody and they're helping everybody learn so once that's done i will post that (laughs) (laughs) but we got we got to fund you man we need you to keep going this is so important you know like I was the only one doing this for newer jumpers, only one doing this. And all of a sudden I meet somebody else that has the passion for the sport as myself. And it, it means a lot to me to see other people that care so much about the other people in the sport. You know, like you got, you guys are super important, man. And I'm so glad that I got you on this, uh, on this podcast tonight. So thank you. But yeah. Well, thank you, bro. We no. can definitely thank aerodyne and intradair and option studios for making this summer happen for us because if it weren't for them you know trusting us with their stock and with their company name you know we wouldn't have been able to see as many beautiful places and meet so many interesting people and see you brian fuck yeah because i'm all that matters I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. You guys are so fucking rad, man. I'm so glad I got you on here. Um, all right. So again, if anyone wants to find you, they find you on Instagram or Facebook at this point in time at the traveling boogie. The same way it would just be spelled. There's no weird fucking no. asterisks or anything. It's no. the traveling boogie. And, traveling, um, traveling can be spelled with one L or two L's. 
it is spelled with one L in this instance. See, so it did get weird, and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, pleasure fucking having you on here. I'm going to go ahead and give uh, all of our sponsors a shout out now. So Icarus, thank you. Oregon, thank you. Mirage, thank you. And Cookie Helmets, thank you. LMB, you fucking rock. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed this. I plan on having them back on here as much as fucking possible because these stories could go on and on forever. We have so many. So many. (laughs) So let's plan on. Let's do this again in three months. You guys cool with that? That sure. sounds great. Fuck yeah, dude. And next time I want to hear that pig squeal. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> where, where is she? I wonder. I don't know. All right. Well, All right. Thank you. Yes, it was really great. And there you go. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void in the Can brought to you as always by, that's right, NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah. Brought to you by Summit Parachute Systems. Head to summitparachutesystems.com. You can check out the badass pilot rigs that Jarrett Martin and the family are cranking out over there, as well as the incredible rigging courses that Jarrett gives. As for me, I am the fucking pilot. Head to thefuckingpilot.net or theprincesspilot.com where you can find links to all the previous podcasts and both the books. We'll see you next time.